Okay, on this beautiful Saturday morning, how are you guys doing? Alright, so let's get into this. Andrew Tate gets out of house arrest. On talk radio live in 4K. He's still awaiting trial on charges of human trafficking. He's still trial on charges of human trafficking. But today, Andrew Tate and his brother were released from house arrest in Romania. This is what he had to say. In January, when I was thrown in a jail cell, the media reported and told the world that I was a terrible person. They said that I hurt people and I make a lot of money from criminal enterprise. And here we stand seven or eight months later and I've not seen a single victim on the news. I don't this guy is crazy. Man, you talked about it all in the war room. All right? All you got to do is go on the, what is it, playback machine online, and you could just type in Andrew Tate, and you can see all the dirt, all the damning info. All right? You go on, a, what is it, Twitter, Murder by Crayons, Thoughts and Players, okay? The news movement. Okay, he's basically can't stop talking about himself. Yeah, it's called, I think it's called the playback machine. Yeah, online. And you can look up all the uh, YouTube videos that people don't want you to see. Content creators don't want you to see. And you'll see everything, especially Andrew Tate. Okay, step by step, how to traffic women. He's out on house arrest, but that don't mean he ain't going to prison with his brother. If you have, I see multiple girls sticking up for me, lots of people defending me. I've not seen a single person stand up and say that I have hurt them, not one. It's very exhausting to continue to perpetuate lies. It's very hard to keep lies afloat when you have no actual evidence. In June, Andrew and his brother Tristan were charged with human trafficking, rape, and forming a criminal gang to sexually exploit women. Four women in the UK have also joined a civil claim against him, alleging that they were victims of sexual and physical assault. But just after his release, Tate released this video on social media, saying that he's launching a charity to protect men from what he describes as the predatory evil of false accusation. When I am released from all of this, I'm going to use my massive platform and enormous financial capability to launch a charity to prevent this happening from any man ever again. This is enough and it's gonna to have to stop, and I'm gonna stop it. But what does he stand to gain by launching the charity? It's a perpetuation of the myth that, that um, it's very common for women to falsely accuse um, men of rape and other sexual assaults. Um, that women have accused, accused men of rape and uh, horrible things. The, that is true. The problem is Andrew Tate is a very bad example of, um, manhood okay the man is not even a good criminal because he's he told on himself over and over again he never kept quiet talks about being in the criminal underworld he wouldn't last a week in the criminal underworld because they would take him out because he talks too much and he tells everybody their their business he's going to prison unless something intervenes, okay? Because let's not forget, when he started dissing uh, Greta Thunberg, 
all of a sudden he gets arrested. Okay, so he played, he, he trolled the wrong person and she had connections possibly, and that's what got him arrested. So unless there's probably some intervention that'll get him off by the powers that be, he's going to prison as, along with everybody involved. Oh yeah, and let's not forget those pe those men in the war room. They're probably going down too. That's not the case, but it's a convenient truth for him. It, it creates a creates a world in which anyone who accuses him of anything um, is doing so to to tear him down. Irrespective of the criminal charges, Andrew Tate is a controversial figure. The former kickboxer and influencer was removed as a contestant from Big Brother in 2016 after a video surfaced which appeared to show him attacking a woman. All right, let's get into the article. Controversial influential influencer and former professional kickboxer Andrew Tate has been released from house arrest in Romania pending trial. Tate and his brother Tristan were arrested in March and charged in June on rape and human trafficking offenses, which they deny. On Friday, their house was lift their house arrest was lifted, and they now are allowed to move around the Romanian capital, Bucharest, and in Ifo district where they live. They are required to report to the police when directed and to also inform them of a charge of address and change of address. Two Romanian associates are accused alongside with them who they are who, who they are banned from contacting. They're also not allowed to contact the alleged victims, their families or witnesses in the case. Failure to follow these rules could mean a reimposition of house arrest. Romanian prosecutors believe that the Tates were recruiting and exploiting women for the creation of our pornographic clips for distribution via sites like OnlyFans. Tate's first rose to public consciousness as a guest on the UK's Big Brother reality show in 2016, where he was criticized for homophobic and racist comments made on Twitter. He was eventually kicked off the show after a video surfaced in which he appeared to be hitting a woman with a belt. Tate and the woman claimed their actions was consensual. He has since built a following online peddling advice on masculinity and money was banned from twitter in, 20, in may of 2017 before being reinstated by elon musk after musk purchased the social media platform last year i see lots of girls sticking up for me lots of people defending me i have not seen a single person stand up and say that i've hurt them not one tate told the media on friday after he was released from house arrest we've completely we've been completely innocent from the beginning of this and I have absolute faith to the Romanian judicial system for finally making the right decision and letting us free, Tate added. I thought you said they were corrupt, Tate. I'm sure in the end we will absolutely be exonerated. I've done nothing wrong. God knows I've done nothing wrong in my heart. I know I've done nothing wrong. Look forward to being completely exonerated in due time. Yeah. 
I don't know about that, Tate. I, I, I don't know. All right. But let's talk about North Korea. Finally talking about uh, this U.S. private, Travis King, who uh, went across the DMZ. U.S. Army Private Travis King ran across the Korean DMZ. North Korean officials have responded to requests for information. The Pentagon says while Pyongyang is acknowledging the incident, it's not providing any clearer information regarding his well-being or his whereabouts. It's been just over two weeks since Army Private Travis King crossed the border into North Korea, a shocking act that left the Pentagon, the White House, and much of the world wondering if it was a defection or a tragic accident. And now, for the first time since he left a tour group and sprinted across the border, Pyongyang is acknowledging the incident. United Nations Command did uh, communicate to the Joint Security Agency. Uh, I can confirm that the DPRK has responded to United Nations. Command. But little else is known about the conditions under which King is being held and whether he's cooperating with North Korean intelligence. The Pentagon is conducting a joint investigation with U.S. forces in Korea about King's actions, while the State Department reaches out to regional powers like China to help learn more. Have the Chinese indicated in any direction whether they're willing to engage on that? Um, I, I don't know if it came, I just don't know if it came up. The incident with Private King comes at a difficult time. We've seen an uptick in North Korea's military activities including multiple missile tests last week. And over the weekend, high-ranking defense officials from China and Russia visited Pyongyang, getting a first-hand look at Kim Jong-un's most advanced weapons. So, I don't know what to say, man. I do think this guy is not right in the head. That's what I see about that. Okay. I do not think that any sane individual would want to run to the dm to the dmz zone you're in a place where um they don't have to care about you they don't have to even have you alive and the u.s don't have really good relations with north korea this man is looked upon as a god all right kim jong-un very straight up communism dictatorship all right north korea has responded to the outreach about private travis king who crossed the dprk in july according to the pentagon making what appears to be the u.s first public acknowledgement of pyong's response to king's situation the u.s committed communicated through established channels after king crossed from south korea into north korea but has been waiting for a response from the north for weeks There was initial passing of the information, and this was essentially an acknowledgement from the DPRK government that, yes, we have received your request for information, Pentagon Press Secretary Brigadier General Patrick Ryder told reporters on Tuesday. The Pentagon used established channels with North Korea at the United Nations Command to make the request about King. I confirm that DPRK 
has responded to the United Nations command, but I don't have any substantial progress to read out, Ryder said. It did, he did not say when North Korea sent the response. King crossed into, the North, into North Korea in July after breaking from a group tour of the demilitarized zone. He had been scheduled to go back to the U.S. for separation from the Army after serving time in the South Korean detention facility for assaulting two South Koreans and kicking a patrol car. He was escorted to the commercial airport outside Seoul and said goodbye to his escorts at customs. Once he went through customs, King skipped the flight and found his way to a tour instead. Army counterintelligence is conducting a joint investigation with U.S. forces Korea about King's actions, the Pentagon said in July. He did this to himself, man. He basically put himself in that situation. And there's no real, I mean, you really can't feel sorry for him at all. Like I said, I think this guy is not too right in the head. All right, he should have just faced the charges and that's it. And something tells me maybe these parents know how he is. All right. They just don't want to admit that on television. That's how I see it. So, um, the NAACP in Oakland finally sees reason, and this is what they want to do. California and Hawaii doubled down today on a local chapter's call to declare a state of emergency over violence in Oakland. KTVU's Bailey O'Carroll spoke to people. This in the is after like defund the police. See what defund police has you doing? Needing the police. <laughs> community about whether they think a state of emergency is necessary. It's getting worse and worse, you know? Violence in Oakland has gotten so bad that the NAACP is asking the city to declare a state of emergency. Just days ago, the Oakland chapter of the organization wrote a letter to the city saying in part, quote, Failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police, our district attorney's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes, and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a heyday for Oakland criminals. Today, a chapter that oversees the entire state of California doubled down on that message, writing in part, our community members are in danger and elected officials are turning their heads away. They went on to say, we're calling on the mayor to step up and work with the Oakland branch to address this critical issue and call for a state of emergency. I reached out to the NAACP for clarification about what they would want to come from the declaration of an emergency, but they said they were unable to answer at this time. That's something that Oakland City Council member Dan Kolb says makes things all the more difficult. Just pointing out the problem, I think we all know there's a problem. Let's rewind that again. That. Says makes things all the more difficult. What they would want to come from the declaration of an emergency. But they said they were unable to answer at this time. That's something that Oakland City Council Unable to answer? You want peace. You want law and order restored. What's wrong with you? I don't get that. What, what What's wrong with you? Why can't you answer some? You want, 
you know, a state of emergency, you want the military there, you want crime down. That's what you want. You want peace in the streets. You don't want people killed and hurt and maimed. Member Dan Kolb says makes things all the more difficult. Just pointing out the problem, I think we all know there's a problem. No one's uh, denying that. If there's some specificity about please do this or do that, then I can, I can react to that. Today I visited the site of the latest shooting in downtown Oakland to ask Oaklanders if they thought declaring a state of emergency would make a difference. Each person I approached happened to be a victim of violence at least once before. But the reviews were mixed. I'm a victim over like five times in five years. Umar Ibrahim said he believes something needs to be done, even if it means declaring a state of emergency. Others didn't agree. I think symbolism is super important, especially in this day and age of social media and everybody wanting to like see something that's like. Symbolism is not important right now. You need tangibles. You need actual things that actually work. Okay. That's that's what's needed. That you don't need symbolism. You need law and order. You need action before something for something bad happens to either you or someone you love. I don't. I don't, I don't really don't see how this is hard to understand. I don't. Do you want to walk down the street safe at night, or do you, or or don't you? shouldn't be that hard, right? I mean, it shouldn't. Oakland and WACP leaders have called for a state of emergency after a soaring crime in the area as they blame the defund the police movement and the George Soros-backed district attorneys for rising violence. The National Association for Advancement of Colored People branch president Cynthia Adams called on local officials to come together with local and federal resources to tackle the mountain public safety issues in the district. She wrote a letter alongside Bishop Bob Jackson of the Acts Full Gospel Church to ring the alarm about the shootings, robberies, murders that have become commonplace. There is nothing compassionate or progressive about allowing criminal behavior to fester and rob open residents of their basic rights to public safety, they wrote. It's not racist or unkind to want safe, to be safe from crime. No one should live in fear in our city. Well, that's the thing. A lot of these people have been using the, the word racist or racism to a point where it doesn't mean anything anymore. Just using it out of context. The letter by the Black Advocacy Group takes aim at Alameda County District Attorney and Palmina Rice and anti-police rhetoric like the defund the police movement, which they wrote has created a heyday for Oakland criminals and created a doom loop as the city continues to spiral downward. The NAACP wrote failed leadership, including the movement to defund the police, our district attorney's unwillingness to charge and prosecute people who are murder and commit life-threatening serious crimes and the proliferation of anti-police rhetoric have created a day for Oakland criminals. If there are no consequences for committing crime in Oakland, crime will continue to soar. Price's office responded to the accusations saying the DA is disappointed that a great African-American pastor and a great African-American organization take a false narrative on such an important matter.
We would expect more from Bishop Bob Jackson and the Oakland chapter of the NAACP, Christ is often said. Adams told the San Francisco Chronicle everyone was being quiet about Oakland's escalating crisis and said NAACP leaders were frustrated by the official claims that crime would be, be get better. Crime would be de would decrease. That's the point. Not get better, decrease. Everything broke the camel's back. She claimed lifetime members, seniors that were saying, why is no one saying anything about this? They are afraid. The NAACP letters come as North Oakland has seen a 22% increase in robberies and 18% increase in violent crime this year. Murder levels abruptly spiked from 78 seen in 2019 to 109 in 2020, the same year calls for a police spurred by the Black Lives Matter movement. That's what you get for supporting them, that Marxist, George Soros-backed movement. That's it. That's what it is. Followed by three witches who uh, practice witchcraft in every city, invoking violence. We're introduced in, in earnest. Last month, Oakland cops urged residents to secure their homes, including by trimming hedges and shrubs so thieves have nowhere to hide. Commit a rise in brazen burglaries while residents are inside their homes. Police warn about uptick in home invasion robberies, including cases of, arm, of robbers armed with guns, kicking down doors before threatening homeowners and stealing their belongings. Oakland Police Department said some of the worst hit areas have been Laurel, North Hills, Jacqueline Miller, and the great San Antonio area. Last year, then Oakland Mayor Libby Schaff admitted efforts to defund her city's police department went too far after it saw violent crime surge levels not seen in the 15 years following the movement introduction in the summer of 2020. I think mayors who support movements like this and damages caused on their watch should be arrested and sent to prison. Her comments came after the city council passed a resolution in 2021 to defund its police department by $17 million, despite a 90% increase in murders, a move criticized by Oakland Police Chief Lee Ron Armstrong, who said at the time that crime is out of control in the city. When we saw this surge come up during the pandemic, and let's also be honest, after George Floyd, after this country just saw its faith in government justice compromise, we were just heartbroken, Schaaf said. Newsflash. People have been lost faith in the government. Despite its, this, a 2022 investigation by ABC7 found that the Oakland Police Department budget increased nearly 18% from 2019 to 2022. But the city's crime crisis has also worsened. Last week, a British maritime security guard, 49, was shot dead near on Oakland Park as he returned to his ship after a night out. Stetton Dave from London had only hours earlier arrived to the city aboard a container ship that had traveled close to Somalia. Police in the violence plague city said he was shot dead at 5.15 a.m. close to International Boulevard, one of East Oakland's main thoroughfares. It's a damn shame, man. It is a damn shame. All right. Speaking of crime, let's look into this situation right here. Sometimes, as a business owner, you got to take justice into your own hands.
this is what happened at a 7-Eleven. Okay, give it a moment. Here we go. Don't call police, let him go. You wanna let him go? He goes See all that right there? He was trying to he was big bad cursing at them, at the clerks, stealing all those cigarettes. All right. All of that is cigarettes right there. All of it. This is what the Democrats want you to protect. They want you to protect homeless criminals, dangerously unstable, unhinged individuals. He doesn't have a gun. He's lying. He's lying. He's rubbing his knee because he, you know, one of the clerks just beat him down with a stick, beat his legs. The other guy here held him down. I couldn't get the whole thing because I didn't want to get in trouble with. All right, here we go. He doesn't have a gun. You don't have a gun. You have a gun? Do you have a gun? He's lying. Let's let him go. Come on. The best thing to do is check his pockets. No letting him go. See, this is the problem in the black community, in the urban poor black community. They have no sense. They think, oh, well, you know, that's my brother. Your brother's stealing. Your brother's hurting people. Your brother could also be implicated in murder. You're going to stick up for him? This is, the, this is why the black community, the crime-infested urban black community, will never get better because you keep sticking up for individuals when they do wrong. Come on, come on, let's get him. Let's get him. Okay, come on. Okay. No, no, it's okay. Okay, no more. You know no more. No more come here, right? No more come and do that, right? You should have just left him there and called the police. What is wrong with you people? Brother, please. I'm your brother. Right? No more do. No. Would he still be your brother if he broke into your home and tried stealing your individuals and held you at knife point with that box cutter? I told you a lot. You know, the black community, the crime infested ones, they're backwards. So backwards. Most of them are criminals and most of them will say, no, nah, man, you don't need to go to jail. No, nah, man, that ain't cool, man. The same bread, brain dead people who want reparations. All right. I have nothing against getting reparations, but cash payments is not it. We are going into a cashless society. We need to think long term, land, gold, silver. But when you talk about this, they get mad because that takes too much work. But it takes doesn't take too much work to defend somebody that was slit your throat for a couple of cigs. Do this, OK? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. No, no, let him go. Please. Let him go. Call the police. He'll do it again. Yeah, bro. He, he had problems with you? Yeah, bro. Did he owe you a lot of money? He owe you a lot of money? Do he owe you a lot of money? He owe you a lot of money? Let him go. Please let him go. Come on. I can't walk. No, you can't. Let's go. You better walk tonight. You better walk tonight. You better walk tonight. Let's go. Let's go. Don't come back here no more. Okay. Don't come back here no more. You're being a bad boy. Don't come back here no more. Like he's a child. That is a grown man. Don't do that, okay? Uh, they shoot you. Uh, but can I get a soda? 
No! Well, what kind of shit you telling me and you do this shit and you want to suck? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay? Get the fuck out, man. Hold on. Hey, hey. Just be cool, man. This is retard. Wow. Wow. You see what he asked for? Let me get a soda. This is how this is how these animals act. Seven Eleven workers wallop. California man who tried to steal trash can full of cigarettes. <laughs> oh man. <clears throat> Two 7-Eleven workers in California took matters into their own hands and used a stick to wallop the man who tried to steal trash can full of cigarettes. Shocking video shows attempted robbery. One employee pulls the thief down while his colleague relentlessly whacks him roughly 25 times. Okay, okay, the thief, the thief screams at his attack while pleading for mercy. Before he was taken down by the retail workers, the robbery had usually had casually, I'm sorry, the robbery had casually started behind the California convenience store register with a 20 gallon trash can in tow. Nonchalantly grabs a fistful of tobacco products, cigarette, including cigarettes, cigars, and vapes, tossed them into the bin as the off camera workers plead for him to stop. Just let him go. There ain't nothing you can do. There's nothing you going to do nothing the bystander who took the video can be heard saying seemingly referencing the national string of thefts through the shoplifters raiding shelves of supplies before walking out with the loot the green and black clad worker switches from defensive role when the thief tries to push past him in order him to move out the way while he continues his heist this is why i say that you can't have mercy with these people man you can't these people know what they're doing because they're backed by the state that will coddle them in new york city if this happened in new york city they would be coddled they'd be in a shelter somewhere the employee quickly grapples with the robber and tackles him to the floor just in time for the co-worker to appear and deliver 23 brutal blows with what appears to be a broomstick weapon wielded employee takes a quick break from whacking while his co-worker squeezes in a punch of his own to the upper back of the robber sending the thief writhing chaotically enough to knock over his trove of stolen goods at the feet of his attacker that's called a whooping whoop him again the bystander says before asking the thief if he's ready to give up the heist but the, the bystander recording all right was saying, oh, there's nothing you're going to do. Just let him go. Are you crazy? But this is what I say, man. These low-value pookies and Ray Rays, they stick together. And sad to say, you'll have black people who are for this. Uh, yeah, I'm done, Robert pleads. I'm going to go now. In spite of the surrender, the stick-wielding employee delivers two final whacks while the bystander orders the workers to free the robber no more no more the cameraman says as the thief screams in pain in subsequent videos shared by the bystander employees contemplate calling the police on a thief but opt to let him walk out empty-handed 
Bystander walks behind the encounter and urges the workers to let the man free before berating him and himself, ordering him not to come back to the 7-Eleven or try stealing again. I'll be honest, like I said, man, that coddling that you're doing, that's not helping. Because who's to say that guy won't come back with a gun? As, as I said, you know, black people from the hood, they don't really have that much sense when it comes to these issues. Because if it was their business, you're not going to play that. You're not. You probably will do worse. Or, tragic, there'll be some hood burger who will think that, these are my people, man. Why are they robbing from me? They're robbing for you because they don't have anything. They don't, they're too lazy to work. Their brains are fried from drug abuse. That's why. But defund the police. On to the next story. I wonder why you can't have black business in the urban black community. I'll tell this story over and over again. Destiny Harrison, Maryland, Baltimore, right? She had her own business. She had a salon. And she had it, she was selling weave. Beauty supply, entrepreneur, and salon owner. She had to deal with a thief that was trying to steal $3,000 worth of weave. She got knocked out. She got beat up badly. And um, the other time, when she was in the salon with her one-year-old daughter, the thieves came back and they deleted her. At the uh, the memorial, the mother was her mother was saying to the crowd, you know who killed my daughter. Tell me who did it. She knows the community knows who took her daughter's life. It ain't that something? Isn't that something? Wild, isn't it? Yeah, defund the police. Defund the police. Keep keep on with that nonsense. Keep up. Keep on. Keep on. All right. Here we wild here this is extremely crazy but who knows who knows what was going on with this story who knows what are your thoughts about this story let's get into it the gruesome discovery Tuesday morning, the body of 27-year-old John Castick floating in the Newtown Creek. He was last seen alive Saturday at a concert at Brooklyn Mirage Nightclub. 
Cooper Robinson was also there that night and says this hits home. I'm in the music community that he's a part of and it's just, it's really frightening. Just weeks ago, another man vanished not far from the venue and was found dead in the same creek. In this exclusive surveillance video obtained by PIX11 News, Kastik, a senior analyst with Goldman Sachs, is seen leaving the venue known for electronic dance music and hosting festivals. It looked like kind of like suspicious because it's, it, it, it seems like a pattern. Since Castig's disappearance, friends have been searching for him. They were planning to raise awareness about his case at a vigil and had been calling the local council member, Jennifer Gutierrez, for help and information. It's heartbreaking to learn that, that people are, are coming here for whatever reason, whether it, it is to the venue or just to enjoy any. Wild. Okay. Body of missing Goldman Sachs analyst found in New York City Creek. A body that was found in Newton Creek on Tuesday morning was has been identified as the missing Goldman Sachs analyst John Castick. 27-year-old went missing after attending a concert in Brooklyn Saturday night, according to the police. This was the second time in weeks that a man vanished near the Brooklyn Mirage and later found dead in the same creek. What? The police said there were no obvious signs of trauma. The New York Post reports the body of Goldman Sachs analyst who vanished after a concert in, at Brooklyn Mirage was pulled from the waters of Newton Creek on Tuesday, less than half a mile from where he went missing. John Kastik, a 27-year-old Illinois native who lived in Lower Manhattan, disappeared after leaving the Bushwick hotspot about 3 a.m. Saturday, according to the NYPD. At about 11 a.m. Tuesday, a man spotted a floating, shirtless body, floating face down in the English Kills as a branch of the East River tributary near 1100 Grand Street. The man called the cops who sent the NYPD's emergency service unit to recover the body which was later identified as castics, cops and sources said. The body had no obvious signs of trauma apart from drowning, the police said. I will let you guys be updated when I find out more information about this. Okay. But here's something very interesting. All right. Klaus Schwab's daughter has this to say. Very, very interesting. So I keep thinking about, man, I mean, what are you passport bros going to do when you got to go travel and stuff and they have uh, lockdowns or a new vaccine is on the horizon? What are you guys going to do? World's changing. The world's falling apart. Slowly entering a fascist society. I want to know what you guys going to do. 
I also want to know what people are going to do if they have a niche which is into the dating scene and you're arguing certain things. You know, I have no smoke for those people. What I'm trying to ask is like, what are you guys going to do? What's let's just say they are against your narrative. Okay. You say that men should be the head of the household, but Klaus Schwab and the uh, the elite, they say, well, no, it's time for a change. It's time to fight climate change. And we think women should be leading. Yes, women should be leading. And that is the way we will fight climate change. We will fight for the planet of Mother Earth. You know, they're going to they come up with that. What are you guys going to do? Let's see what you got to say. Us that first of all things can shift very rapidly when we put our minds to it and when we feel the immediate emergency to our livelihoods and second that um, clearly the system I mean you mentioned it earlier that we had before is not sustainable so I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position you know nature at the core of the economy taking the point of view of of business and the economy and looking at where are there opportunities to create jobs and regenerate nature and there are plenty of opportunities and this is again a mindset of actually innovation technology and you know uh, a business growth can happen with a positive impact of nature and kind of laying out some of these examples and regenerative agriculture is of course a huge part of that as well and one of the key um, reflection points here is also around engaging youth and for me it's again i come back to this shift in mindset of the restoration generation can we conceive of ourselves as humans? I mean, you talked about a new humanity, I think you mentioned it, right? Can we conceive our, of ourselves as a restoration generation? I think that's where we need to go. I'm also hopeful that it's possible, but I think it will take a lot of um, will, both political will, but also in terms of the business actors to break with business as usual, but in a very... Business actors, huh? Business actors, really? Oswald's daughter threatens humanity permanent lockdowns, whether you like it or not. That's what Klaus Schwab says. Climate lockdowns are coming. No more debates necessary. The daughter of war looking under emerged from the shadows and issued a chilling threat against humanity. According to Nicole Schwab, the global elite is preparing to roll out permanent climate lockdowns, whether you like it or not. You better get used to the idea because there's nothing you can do about it. Schwab's daughter says the global elite's plans for so-called new humanity are so far advanced that there's nothing that ordinary people like you and me can do to stop them. But there is a fleet of flaw in the globalist agenda that we can use to exploit it. According to the Klaus, Klaus Schwab's daughter, who was speaking 
in a behind closed doors World Economic Forum panel discussion, the pandemic was a tremendous opportunity for the global elite to test how the public would employ, comply with the World Economic Forum's plans to usher in the Great Reset Agenda. And the elite couldn't be happier with the way most governments and the majority of the world population complied with the brutal restrictions. According to Schwab, the elite are now certain that humanity will allow the elite to make changes that are not incremental. By declaring permanent climate lockdowns, mandating potions, uh, seizing farmland, control of food supply, and hurting us into the so-called 15-minute cities, where they will lock the doors to our prison cells and throw away the key. The World Economic Forum has been pushing the idea of climate lockdowns since the first, you know, emerged. All right. In an article published by the World Economic Forum, the organization boasts that billions of people complied with their draconian restrictions. The title, My Carbon, an approach for inclusive and sustainable cities, suggests that the same fear tactic will be used to impose further climate change-related restrictions on the public. Klaus Schwab's right-hand man, Yuval Noah Harari, could barely suppress his smirk when he claim that humanity is so compliant that and stupid we will be easily we will easily sedated with drugs and video games and Greta Thunberg is slowly letting her mask slip revealing herself to be a fine young actress who thinks her dramatic performance advocating for climate change policies is being one big hilarious joke Greta is still keeping up with the pretense in official settings though and happily readying any script reading any script the globalist elite put in front of her. Here she's demanding that we save the banks to save the world. Yep. While their key actors are laughing at us, the World Economic Forum's sinister agenda is being unfolded by their key strategic stakeholders and partners around the globe. According to Schwab, in the Great Reset, there will be no private property, government-controlled by the globalist elite will own everything you will own nothing and the drugs and video games will make you happy these plans are purely satanic and go against everything our society has been built upon <clears throat> the bible makes it clear private property ownership is the key to wealth creation private property or to put more accurately definition upon it the right to property is a linchpin of freedom but the elite have already turned to switch to switch on for the great reset farmland has been seized in the netherlands by the world economic forum infiltrated government provoking outrage and disruption disrupting the food supply and by biden's climate czar john Kerry, has threatened u.s farmers that farm confiscations in the u.s are not off the table the dutch example shows us how disastrous farmland seizures can be for society but when we look further afield to south africa the example becomes even more chilling. Okay, here's a socialist leader, Julius Malemis, of the World Economic Back Economic Freedom Fighters, celebrating 10 years of EFF this week by leading his supporters in a song and dance about killing white people and seeding their farms. Okay, that's not a good idea. Not a good idea at all. This is the future, according to Klaus Schwab's World Economic Forum Stadium full of hardcore socialists chanting about killing white people and farmers while the rest of us are herded into 15-minute cities. 
World Economic Forum has told us we must stop driving cars and either walk or share. According to this, this is socialism. This is socialism right here. According to, they make you equal to everybody by making everybody have the same situation, which is poverty. According to the elite, cars will be banned for everyone in the, in the future, except people with exceptional social credit scores. Here we go. This is what Biden wants too. Biden was talking about having, um, adopting China's social credit system. Okay. Those who we don't understand what it is, it's basically cancel culture on steroids. Okay. Um, you say the wrong thing, type of thought speak, and you it could cost you your job. It could cost your kids an opportunity to go to college or possibly a trade school. You could lose your home, stuff like that. All right. And <clears throat> according to the league, cars will be banned for everyone in the future, except people with exceptional social credit scores. And when you read between the lines regarding what they mean by that, they are clearly referring to themselves, the world government, as the only people who will be allowed to operate cars in the future. These plans are being rolled out in key cities around the world as we speak. The residents of Oxford, England have been warned they will be guinea pigs for the scope scheme involving mandatory climate lockdowns next year, starting next year. My thing is this, like I said, what are you passport bros gonna do? Picture this is the year 2049 and residents of Oxford are unable to leave their homes. They do, a network of cameras installed years earlier under the guise of easing traffic congestion, tracking their movements. If they stray too far from the registered address, a $100 fine is automatically removed from their bank accounts. Think Fed now. The only cars now allowed on the streets belong to representatives of the world government who relentlessly patrol the city for anyone breaking the rules. It's going to be a sad time. It's going to be a sad, sad time. And prostitution is going to be up the roof, up to the roof, because women who are single mothers, they're going to sell their bodies to make ends meet and to get in with these government leaders to provide a better life for their kids. You think it's not going to happen? Think again. All these feminists think they're strong and independent. That's going to go out the window when you realize you're in a survival, live or die situation. And you have children. It especially is going to be that way for women who are in the project or in urban poor black communities. This is the future that we must accept to save the planet, according to Klaus Schwab and the globalists. But thanks to people like yourself for sharing this information. All right. <clears throat> to wake up. These people of Oxford are rejecting the plans to lock them in 15-minute prison cells, taking them to the streets to demand the elite respect their human rights. That is not going to happen. They can forcibly confiscate farms and herds into 15-minute cities that severely restrict our behavior. What kind of tyranny will we see in the future? I don't know about showing this because I'm not trying to get any problems with my channel. You can look it up yourself. This is what we're facing, people. This is what we are facing. All right. Hope you enjoyed it. <clears throat> and that's it for now. All right. I'm on Rumble. I'm on Spotify. All right. That's about it. Later. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe.